Welcome to Functional Design Enclosure. I'm Christoph Newman. And I am Nate Jones. Each week, we get together and discuss a software design problem and how we might solve it using functional principles and the Clojure programming language. So, Nate, what are we talking about this week? More errors. More errors in our logs. Uh, Surrounded by errors. Yes. <laughs> we're, we're awash in them. Um, yes. So, so last week, we left off with... Um, uh, what do we leave off with? Oh, we were, we were lazy. <laughs> Sorry, <clears throat> I was lazy and reading yeah. my last week's notes. Um, we have we have the, the we have basically have a pipeline, right? So every, everything's lazy all the way from re, from opening the file. So we we go from from characters to lines to general entities. Like basically every line parses to general level, and then we have a function that basically lets us uh, parse to the the specific entity. So the error three fifty seven from last week. You know, we we now we now can take those specific entities or detailed entities and run them through a summarizer and figure out you know how much we want to bug the dev team, right? Right. And so everything is lazy, so we don't consume our entire eight gig or a hundred gig or two terabyte log file, you know, because uh, right. And, no and, more memory explosion going on by reading everything in and then splitting it. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, in fact, we don't even bother, as we discovered, we don't even bother reading anything at all unless there is some kind of uh, eager function that's going to, you know, crack the whip and say, hey, yeah, hey, pipeline, like, get some work done. Save us from the dreadful IO error. Yes. Okay, yeah. so so this week, we, we, we got that one working. This week, we noticed there's a new error. There's a new error. Surprise! <laughs> Bet you didn't see that coming. <laughs> so uh, let's th- this week the error is that sprinkles are failing. So in our Donutgram social media network, uh, yeah, sprinkle is kind of analogous to a like on Facebook. So uh, if you if you if you appreciate someone else's donut or their their composition of their picture, you you give them sprinkles, and each sprinkle is its own different color. And uh, but. But the, but the sprinkles are failing. So we're getting these log lines, you know, fail to add sprinkle to donut 23948, you know, some long ID. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, you can pick the color of your sprinkle because, you know, you, you need to really make it be a reflection of you. Yeah. Well, and, and, and the worst thing about this is that we definitely know this is an important error because cause sprinkles are super important in the Donutgram ecosystem because otherwise, how do you know how much value you should ascribe to yourself if you don't know how many sprinkles your donut has. I mean, isn't that the value right. of social media is that it tells you how important you are? Of course. Like, <laughs> just people's value of their self-worth is just plummeting, right? And so now, once again, they're, uh, they're um, donut-gramming <laughs> pictures of the failed donut. <laughs> yes, the infamous donut with only black sprinkles on it, right? <laughs> yes, yes. So okay, so we, it's pretty easy. We can just write a, a quick little uh, 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 recognizer for that, you know, add it to our our list of uh, detailed parsers and be able to to go on. But 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 then then we notice something. We notice that the next line after that airline says uh, it says sprinkle fail reason uh, DB timeout exceeded. Oh, so now we know why. So let's let's do a quick right. scan of the file and see what other what other fail reasons we have. Okay, so looking through the file, oh, I see another one. 
Uh, too many requests. Uh, sh- uh, uh, should never happen. <laughs> 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 oh, I think I've written that that line many times as a developer. We should never That's get it. to this yeah, air condition. Yeah, the default case, right? <laughs> right. Okay, so we see yeah. that there's a bunch of different reasons why. But uh, but now we have a problem. Now we have a problem. How how can we? Every 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 detail parse that we've had up until now has been based on a single line. You know, kind of this built-in assumption is that the information for the 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 inf- the, the information that we need to construct uh, the summary is all contained within single lines. But now we have two lines. So well, yeah, back in episode two of this series, which was like the first dive into the problem episode, I don't mm-hmm. remember the number though. That's look in the notes for the link to that episode, and uh, and so back in that episode, we developed this nifty little abstraction where we had a regex and then a handler function, and so that regex would get applied to the the message portion of the logline, like the freeform content portion of the logline, and if it matched, and it had capture capture groups in it, then it would pass all the matching bits, you know, the re matches, the matches, if you will into the handler function. So that abstraction was super cool, uh, except there was a baked in assumption that all log info will be on one line. <laughs> so what What do we do? All, yeah, that, all, that, all, that, all, all, that each line will be its own island. Right. Um, right. Yeah. So now we have two lines. So that really screws up that kind of beautiful pre-abstraction <laughs> <laughs> that that early attempt at uh, pre-optimizing. <laughs> so basically, what we need is we need to to get our function a little more a little more context. So when it matches a regex, we want to be able to basically hand not just one line but two lines to that second function. Or you know, we we want we want to we want to be able to match with a little bit of look ahead, right? Yeah, so I, we had like that parse details function before that would take lines and turn them into more detailed versions. So it seems like that's going to go out the window, right? It's like we're going to yeah. be able to do the general parse and and know there's a message, but then like running it through parse details isn't going to do much for us. It's not going to help us very yeah, much, right? Yeah, we, yeah, we got to switch it out. Got to switch it out for for a new a new way of of of, of getting those lines out of there. Um, and and I think yeah. I think I think what we what we can do is um, we can we can go into the closure library and pull out the partition function. You ever you ever mess with the partition function and and sequences? I have I have usually when I use partition, it's because I want to take a bunch of stuff and break it up into equally sized pieces, right? So it's like I want to I want to take a sequence. And I just want to turn it into a sequence of pairs. So like like you can take like keys and values. So if you want to like write a argument with a very variadic arguments, <laughs> oh, basically yeah. it takes yeah a list of arguments instead of just a single you know in. And then it's kind of a neat trick. You can use keywords and then values, right? And so it's like passing by name instead of just actually passing a map in. And so then you you use keyword value, keyword value, keyword value. Well, then you partition two on that. Now you have this list of pairs that you can easily turn into a map if you want. 
So oh, yeah. I've used it for that. I've used it for splitting up things into fixed size chunks. So, so I usually, when I think partition, it's like, oh, I would just want to break things up into little sets of in. Yeah, that, yeah, that definitely. That's why I've used it for the most part. And, and one time I was looking at the docs and I noticed that you can pass a, a, a second argument, a second number. Uh, you actually can pass a third number, but we're, we're going to get that, go that far. Um, but the second argument is, is your step. And so you can actually vary the step, like how far you actually reach into that collection for the next chunk. Okay. So, for instance, if you have, you know, partition two, you know, our log lines, you'll get pairs of log lines. But but what if you're if you if you're if you don't want like if you sorry, <clears throat> you you'll get pairs of log lines. But you want to know each pair of log lines, like the first and second line, and then the second and third line, and then the third and fourth line, because you don't know where the where the where the pattern starts, right? And so what you can do okay. is you can pass one to the second as a second arc. So partition two, one, and the collection of log lines. And it actually get you partitions that are too long, but each partition only only shifts down one instead of shifting down two. Does that make sense? Okay, so so if you yeah. have like a sequence one, two, three, four, five, six, right. then partition two, one is going to give you one, two, and then it's going to shift down to the two. So then two, three... And it's going to shift down by one, so three, four. So you're going to get pairs of one, two, two, three, three, four, four, five. So it's going to give you a sequence of pairs that are basically next to each other, I guess, adjacent pairs, right? Right, and it's kind of a it's a it's a kind of a nifty little way to give yourself a little bit of look ahead. You can kind of see a bit into the future, and um, so then our function. Instead of get, taking just one log line, it can take two log lines. So it gets a log line and it and whatever whatever comes next. And so our function can decide if the first log line has the error, failed to add sprinkle, it can look at the second log line and see what the reason is. And then it can construct an entity based on that. And then okay. and return that. Uh yeah, I was gonna say, um, I, I wasn't seeing how partition was going to help us because, you know, if you just break it up into a pairs and you just, uh, you know, that sequence one, two, three, four, five, you'd have one, two, three, four, four, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. You know, what if it spanned two and three? Exactly. So the, the idea is you're, you're creating a sequence of all adjacent pairs using partition. And then, and then we can just, uh, what take the take the first thing and see if it matches our regex that like failed failed to add sprinkle Correct. regex and yeah. and then then we take the second thing and see if it matches the reason code right mm-hmm. yeah so we essentially our function has two regexes two regexes in in it now and so the regexes are we're, we we tried we try to parse each regex or try to match each regex, and only if we got data from both of those do we know that we actually match the kind of error that we want. We can construct the the detailed okay. error message. And um, so, so then, we, so what we did before is we had that like parse line uh, thing, and and we were we kind of pre-optimized where we had this baked-in assumption that every line could turn into a full complete thing. But the neat thing about that parse line function is if it did recognize it it would return a like a full entity if it didn't recognize it it would return nil 
So the idea is if this parse sprinkle error function doesn't like recognize it, this pair is like, okay, this is not a sprinkle error. <laughs> then, then it will return nil, just, just like the, the previous one would. Is that the idea? Sure. Definitely. So and we're, then... taking a, a, we're taking a sequence of lines and we're turning it into a sequence of either the sprinkle error records or nils, right? Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so because we had like the process log function from the last episode and that, that takes a file name and then a function to, to operate on the log lines because of the whole lazy thing that we talked about last time. And so, so we can hand process log like a parse log. So we basically, we hand it, we hand it a little uh, closure, right? A little function literal. Mm-hmm. And then it takes the lines, that function literal takes the lines, it runs it through parse log. And then we can run that through our like parse sprinkle error thing. And then we know after that, okay, we're going to have a sequence of sprinkle errors or nils. <laughs> and then we can filter out the nils. Right, so we can re- remove nil or filter some, <laughs> depending on which way you like to think of that. <laughs> oh, right. I never, never, I never thought about the 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 uh, balance there. That's 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 clever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, um, and then we can uh, summarize after that, right? Yeah, map it through a little, uh, little, little map and and for frequencies, so we can we can generate a report so we can take it to our our developers oh yeah so we can see like the number of codes i guess that's the question since we have these reason codes we might as well count them up right yeah you are we counting them by donut or are we just counting them in general that's that's an interesting idea i i was thinking it would be a good idea to count them by by error code you know because if one of those error codes stands out above the rest like if the DB timeout d- database times out, you know, once a day, oh well. But if there's, you know, too many requests is an error, you know, five thousand times an hour, then it's like, oh, that well, let's, let's try to fix that one first. Oh, I thought you were gonna say if we see should never happen over and over and over again, <laughs> uh, or you know, error invalid Bob, case. <laughs> error, Bob is not a good programmer. Oh, let's go talk to Bob. Or fix me. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, too many of those. That's a that's that's a raw error. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, some of these errors hurt more than others, right? <laughs> yes, a little more. <clears throat> one of yeah, these. Yeah, so that's gonna, neat. So was, it will end up being a longer sequence than the original one was in a way, right? But it but it's not like like it's not a fully realized sequence. I guess if you're very eager about it, you would run out of memory uh, twice as fast now. <laughs> Sure, and one of the nice things about partition is that it's is also lazy. It's kind of fun that it only will give you these pairs as you want them. So it fits right into our lazy pipeline, you know. Uh, it's it's lazy like its brethren, you know. So we right, don't actually have right. to. Right. This is the beauty of closure core. All this stuff is lazy, except for, of course, the eager parts. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not it's well, not. okay. When. So when I've looked through logs, uh, well, let's say I'm looking through the donutgram log, sometimes other things like decide to just log at the same time. So even though this is logged on two lines, I don't think they're always necessarily going to be next to each other. 
I think so. I think we're going to see like, you know, failed to add sprinkle, blah, blah, blah. And then we're going to see some other like IO timeout, <laughs> IO timeout. For some unrelated to, error. Yes. Yeah. For some, and then sprinkle fail reason, you know, should never happen. So, so uh, <laughs> we might need to look ahead a little further than the next one. Uh, yeah, if, if that happened, our, our, our little, our little um, trick will definitely fall on its face pretty fast. Um, well, I guess what we could do is we could just increase the partition size. You know, we could just say, you know, partition 10 one or partition 100 one. Like, um, of course, then our... Okay, so, yeah, so like, we know the first line. Like, we're going to assume the first line is the beginning, right? The, the failed to add sprinkle part. Right. That's right? the sentinel, right? That's, that's we yeah. know something is happening. Something special is going to start to happen. So then we take all the rest of the lines, and then we, we kind of filter through them, looking to see if we can find the, spin, the, the fail reason in there. The fail needle and, in that haystack, right? Yeah. And I suppose if we know it will be there, if we do a partition 10 and we don't find it, uh, we could log out, should never happen, as part of our processing because we, <laughs> because we haven't found it yet. And we know it has to be there somewhere, right? <laughs> oh, a bucket brigade of bucket brigades. Yes, we're just propagating the error. That way the, the DevOps team for DevOps can then pick that error up. So I guess it does it does raise a certain quandary, right? Like the look ahead, you, I guess you could just make the look ahead of a uh, hundred. You know, it's it's sort of a, a magic number problem now, right? Pick the pick the right number, right? So I guess I guess to get going, we could just pick a really big number and scan through and 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 wait for our this shouldn't be happening error message to show up. Which should be one, our sentinel for time to time to refactor, <laughs> right? One 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 thing that at least all of those those uh, uh, partitions will at least share memory with each other. You know, at least there's not going to be, you know, duplicating each line a hundred times. Um, yeah. So at least we're not going to run out of memory, but we will. Oh we will yeah, sometimes there's structural run out sharing, of, right? right. Uh, like all these sublists. It, like the actual thing they point to is only in memory once, right? So it's just, you're just on the hook for the allocation of each of the sublists, not for the contents of the sublist. Right. That's true. And and then since it, it sort of generates these sublists in a lazy way and evaluates these sublists in a lazy way, you actually don't end up with very much overhead as it's just chewing through this stuff. Right, you only have the overhead of possibly not being able to find the error if it's too far off and exhausting well, yeah. your search, right? So is there like a partition infinity <laughs> where, we, where we can make feels like sublists? <laughs> feels like something we can be lazy about and yeah. push off to our next episode. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think we, we know the end is out there. It, it's kind of like, you know, your favorite show, it's Jump the Shark. So, you know, it probably does need to eventually come to an end, but you're just not sure what season that end is going to be in. Right. But now, you're, you also, now you're committed. You right. started watching the episodes, so you really want to see how it ends, but you're not so sure about how long this is going to take. 
Yeah, definitely. That's a good, that's another thing is like, what if we need to find, you know, two or five or 10 lines? And what if we need a no number of lines? What if the first line says, determines how many lines we're going to come? I mean, it's all kinds of oh gosh yeah, problems with that. Yeah, yeah. So, so at least, at least we can kind of get some answers with this, this partition to one bit. Right, like we can go, we can, we can give the developers a a bit of a general idea of what's going on, you know. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit more, a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, bad joke. Well, that that's uh that's been an interesting problem. It's always fun when we we have like in programming. Well, fun fun is a loaded term. It is. It, it always puts you in an interesting situation <laughs> when your pre-optimization doesn't quite hold up. You know, a month down the road, <laughs> and you realize, "Ooh, I, I abstracted this so perfectly, but the problem was different. It was a different shape, so I had the perfect abstraction for the wrong shape." <laughs> the world changed around me. Yes, clearly, it's not the fault of my code. <laughs> oh, clearly. Oh, yes, that is definitely true. So, yeah, so this is uh, fun. Well, I look forward to chatting some more next time uh, as we try to maybe take on a more difficult version of this. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, well, we, we love hearing from all you out there, all you listeners. Um, please send us your questions or comments if you have any, uh, or if you have another way that you might solve this. Uh, you can reach us at, uh, at our email address, feedback at closuredesign.club, or on Twitter. And, uh, and hey, we, uh, we're also available to help out with your project. Uh, so if you'd like it, uh, send us an email about that too. Yes, and go ahead and check out our website, closuredesign.club. You can find all sorts of goodies there. The past episodes, show notes, the about page that you haven't read yet that I know you're eagerly anticipating. <laughs> uh, links to our social media, all, all the good stuff. Okay. Well, that's going to be it for this week. Until next week, we'll just say this. You'll never hear the end of this sentence. I.O. Timeout. Threshold exceeded. <laughs>